On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, we are now two days away from the 2022 NBA draft, and it's time to revisit one of the more frustrating nights from a few years ago for Sixer fans. We'll get into it next. We'll tell you what draft pick that was next right here on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey. Sixers beat writer for the Inquirer.com. Keith, what's happening, man? What's good, D? How you been, bro? Oh, man, excited for the draft. Excited to find out what happens surrounding the draft as we get closer and closer. Before, before we get started, man, thanks for everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, uh, this one, this one we need to get into. You wrote a great story, a great piece on the inquirer.com as we get closer and closer to the draft. One thing that happens, I don't know about other cities. I'm sure it happens in other NBA cities, but certainly in Philadelphia. We like to revisit things that took place in the draft in the past, the, the hits and the misses. And for you, the story that you wrote, this is one big miss for a lot of Sixer fans, the more recent drafts that has so many people up in arms about what happened four years ago today. Keith, <laughs> let the people know what it is. Yeah, man. It was, well, you know what? And, and I feel I feel like this was one of the biggest draft day blunders that the Sixers had. And 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 what I mean by that is because when you look at it, they had a guy in Mikel Bridges, right? Mikel Bridges was a guy, his mother worked for, for the human, she was in charge of the HR department, not just for the Sixers, but Harris Blitzer, um, you know, the in charge of like everything that they owned in the sports side, right? So she was in charge of that. Mikel Bridges was a three and D at Villanova. He was the man, national champion, the whole nine. And once the Sixers got the 10th pick, everyone in their mom kept saying, this guy is the perfect fit, the perfect fit, fit. Well, the Sixers drafted him. Everyone was excited. Everyone's happy. I was at the draft. You saw Mikel hugging his mother. You saw him uh, dapping up his, his father. You see uh, everybody, the media circus, everybody followed him around. He was on cloud nine, and the city was happy. And then 38 minutes later, they traded him to the Phoenix Suns for Zaire Smith. And I like Zaire Smith, a great athlete. But the thing was, Zaire Smith was a power forward who's never who never played the two guard position in his life. But he had a high vertical. He could dunk. He could do all this. And they looked at him and said, "You know what? He has the biggest upside in the draft." So what they did was they traded the sure thing for a guy who essentially was a project. And what happened is uh, Zaire Smith got injured. He was sick. He lost 40 pounds, a lot of things. 
but he never really got an opportunity. He's out of the league. Mikel Bridges is was the runner-up for the defensive player of the year in the, in the NBA. He was a first-team all-defensive performer. He played in the NBA Finals, not this year, but the year before, and he's a, one of the best three and Ds in the, in the game, lockdown defender. And to me, that was one of the worst trades, draft day trades in NBA history. Well, I, look, man, I mean, the Zaire Smith part, that night was, that night was very interesting. Uh, I was doing the show uh, from the Sixers practice facility. You were in, in uh, New York at the time. I think it was Brooklyn, right? It was in Brooklyn. It was in Brooklyn. Yeah, I remember it was at Barclays that night. And uh, it did look like going in a lot of, a lot of players, Miles Bridges, Mikhail Bridges, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Michael Porter, wondering what was going to happen. Michael Porter Jr. because of his back, how how far would he slip in that particular draft? I believe it was Colin Sexton was there as well. Went to Cleveland. Kevin Knox was intriguing when you talk about upside from Kentucky. New York selected him, I believe, eighth, seventh or eighth overall. And there were just so many names that were there. So uh, the one thing was you were going to have an opportunity to get a really good player that could come in right now and be a part of, they had the 10th overall pick, but they were already a playoff team. So it was, you were getting, a, it was a bonus to be able to get this level of talent at pick 10. And I'm sure for the player too, going into a winning situation and not just a rebuilding spot. And yes, I, I thought it was like many that they picked the right player at, at that point. And with them being, uh, him being there with the, what they needed, and they still needed a lot of different things, but he certainly fit with what they needed, being able to slide into, while maybe not starting right away, but sliding into a being that defender on the wing and can still make a shot when the double team happened for Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons breaking down the defense, creating and kicking and finding an opportunity for, for Mikhail to get an open shot. It just seemed like the fit was right for him and, and for, for the Sixers. And then they traded him to Phoenix, and and it was it was a it was a puzzling thing. Uh, the Zaire Smith part of it because of to your point, a six four six three six four six two six two six two six two guy who had a good run during the tournament with Texas Tech, and they made their deep run, and they looked really good a, as a team. But what was he going to translate to? What were they? What did they see that they could fix it? And I remember specifically them talking about the uh, the pick. That, that pick for like 2021, where they believed that they, a lot of a lot of the NBA people felt like that's when they were going to get the high schoolers back into the draft. And that 2021 pick, if they were uh, star hunting, as Brett Brown said that night, star hunting, uh, whether it was Kawhi Leonard or someone else, because Kawhi Leonard was available at that point, and you thought maybe that would be the call. Kawhi Leonard relationship with San Antonio, he would come to Philadelphia, and that would be the star that they hunted and acquired to put the Sixers over the top, but they never got that star. With all due respect to Tobias Harris, not a knock on Tobias Harris. Uh, it was just more of the star hunting that you're talking about. We were talking about all-stars, all NBA players. That's the idea that they had. And that 2021 pick was going to secure that level of player for that play for with that pick for that player that they drafted. And unfortunately for Zaire Smith, it never took off. Off, you know, it never took off for him. Unfortunate with the injury, 
the allergy that he sustained and lost all that weight. And we really never saw him ever again. Never got a fair chance. But you know what, Keith? He, sh- he never should have been put in that position. No. In that spot. So we'll get into what else happened beyond that. Because, Keith, there were other players that they could have acquired in the draft later on around Zaire Smith that were available. We'll talk about that. Talk about Mikhail's career as well in Phoenix. We'll do that next right here. Locked on 76ers. I want to talk about prize picks, right? Prize pick is easy to use. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Um, and you'll just, it's just you and the projected number. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. You use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, right? And then PrizePrix offers any props you can think of from points scored to rebounds to steals. PrizePrix even allows mixed um, entries, right? So that's pretty good if you can do that. So my thing is when you talk about PrizePrix, for a limited time, PrizePrix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick um, entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. Exclusive offer for locked on fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA $50 for free. If a player with the first prize picks gets scores a single point, right? Do it today. People definitely do it today. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you do get your podcast. So, Keith, Zaire Smith. All right, it happened, right? Zaire Smith. The trade itself, specifically, the trade took went down. I understand the upside part of it, but again, in a situation like that, and yeah, you want to identify young talent. But you had some other players that were there, too, where you could have gone with um, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, teammate of Mikael Bridges, uh, in that uh, with the Villanova Wildcats coming off the national championship in 2018. Uh, other players around there, Josh, Josh Okogie. I, I don't care what happened in Minnesota. Again, an athlete, a young player coming out. I mean, a guy who played a couple of seasons in college could have come off the bench as well and be that young talent with some explosiveness. And defensively, you can see Josh Okogie also fitting in with the Sixers at that time. Again, something that they did not have. The point is, there were others that were there. And the upside of, of, of what Zaire Smith brought, and I remember, again, Brett Brown saying the intrigue of him potentially being a Kawhi-like type of player. You remember Well, you weren't there that night, but you saw him. I was there, so I was there that night, but I was there the next day. <laughs> yeah, and he was like... He said that Kawhi light, and it's like, no, he's not. <laughs> what are you, what are you talking about? But fine, you make the trade, but you also have to hit on the player again when you do make that trade. And there were other players available at that time when the trade went down. Yeah, yeah, and you know the thing is that when we talk about this whole situation, you know, we, I, I feel bad for Brett Brown too. 
Because when you talk to sources, sources said it wasn't really his decision. Like he was the acting general manager at the time. But it was one of those things where it was like, hey, uh, you can keep this pick if you want to. But you you know what I mean? So it was kind of like I felt like he felt a little pressured into making that, you know, that trade because he really, you know, wanted to keep, um, you know, Mikael Bridges. He wanted to. Did he? Um, but I, huh? Did he? Yeah, that's for, from what everything I heard from the people I talked to, Brett really wanted to keep him. It was the owner, guy in the ownership group. I'll call him out. Call the guy out. Who was it? David Heller. Exactly. David Heller. David Heller looked at looked at this dude, and the guy was great. And I remember because they brought him in for two workouts, uh, Zaire Smith. They brought him in for one, then they brought him in for, uh, like, they liked what they saw, another one. He was dunking on everyone. Like, he was just, and they looked at it as his age, as someone with a huge upside, right? Let's face it. Mikael Bridges is family member here. That's your cousin, right? They look at him like a couple years in college. He was a four. Was he a four-year dude? Four years, played three, redshirt year one. Yeah, so a four-year dude. <laughs> when you look at a guy who's one year out of out of high school as opposed to a guy four years out of high school, you look and you try to say, well, the dude who only had one year, his upside is like this, where the other guys is probably going to be that way. You know what I mean? It's going to be um, unequal. So I feel like what they did is they overthought it because they looked at them and you had guys who aren't basketball guys looking at a dude and seeing that he's extremely athletic and thinking, you know, he's going to be the next Michael Jordan or somebody. But they put him in a bad situation because, again, he was 6'2". He was a center in high school. He played power forward in college. Supposed to learn the, the guard position in the season in college, but what happens is he looked real good in the NCAA tournament and his stocks skyrocketed, so they went to the draft. But he wasn't ready, and the Sixers should have known that. But the thing is, the owner really wanted him, the co owner of that team really wanted him. So, what happened is they messed up, they messed up, but. There were, like you said, there were other guys that they could have gone after. But again, they were swinging for the fences and they didn't want any singles. They didn't want any doubles. They wanted a home run. They wanted to make a home run because in their eyes, they felt like this was going to be the last time that they were going to be able to get a nice pick in the draft. They was assuming like after that, they were going to be in the 20s, the 30s, what have you. So let's take advantage this now well sometimes a, a solo home run is or two run home run is just as good uh, for what your team needs at that time a grand slam is fantastic and they certainly missed on that one and um uh, like i always say whenever i'm asked about it, it it's sometimes it's an uncomfortable thing because at this point four years later right keith what do you want me to say <laughs> but what i'll tell you is um he loves phoenix uh the family loves phoenix he is being recognized as one of the better players at his position around the league for what he does and brings to the table. And uh, it worked out perfectly for him, for the family, how, how it all played out. So I'm proud of him. I'm thrilled. I love it when I go out there and see the love that he gets out there 
and Keith still gets the love here uh, with uh, the way that people still, you know, wish he was here, a uh, part of the 76ers. Who knows how it would have turned out. Landry Shamit, people forget, was the other pick in that draft as well. They would have both been rookies at that point. Who knows if the Jimmy Butler deal would have went down, how that would have worked. Would Mikhail have been a part of any Minnesota trade in, in November when they executed that deal, Elton Brand? Um, the only thing that I, I try not to talk too much in the organization about it and what happened. Uh, the one answer that I, all, I remember getting, though, was we knew we could go. It was about that pit. And there it was. So with that, we'll take a quick break. We come right back and uh, we'll talk about uh, the draft upcoming. We'll get into some workouts potentially uh, that you reported on, Keith, as well. We'll do that right here next on Locked On 76s. But first, I do have to tell you all about our good friends at Rock Auto. I've been telling you about my experience with them, which is my taillight. And I needed some uh, some new carpet in, in my car as far as you know how the, the winter goes. And you, you want to make sure that uh, maybe your feet snow all wet and it, it just gets nasty and you want to change things. Well, I did. And I saved time and money when I used Rock Auto. Uh, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? You go to Rock Auto, which is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers. Easy stuff for me for, for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer from brake parts, tail lamps, like I talked about with my headlamp motor oil, and the carpet as well. I haven't had to change a lot, but when I have, I've gone to Rock Auto. When you go and check them out, it's very easy to, to work around these people. Again, they make it very simple. Their website is easy to navigate, discover how Rock Auto can simply help, and you can go out there and find the easier parts that you need to get the car done, get the car work done, that needs to make your car run the way that you would like it to run. Go explore there easy. Again, use the website. Find out the solution to your auto part needs at Rock Auto. Go to auto, rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's at one place, rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Keith, I wanted to uh, wrap this one up, put a bow on this episode by simply asking you, again, a report that you had out there, some some of the players that uh, worked out for the 76ers. We haven't heard a lot. Uh, normally, you know, leading up to the draft, especially during that time back in 2018 and before where we, had, where we saw so many draft picks for the Sixers and they were working out everyone. I don't know if it's because of the pandemic, things changed, whatever. But we would hear about workouts and the players coming into town and working out, not just at the combine, but the individual workouts coming into Philadelphia, into Camden, into their practice facility. Uh, you had a couple of names that that surfaced that popped up here with the workout on Monday or, or Sunday or Monday. Uh, what, what can you tell us about the players that came through? And maybe I can talk about the fit a little bit once you lay those players out. Okay, so you know Jaden Hardy from the uh, the G League Ignite came in, um, then you know Jordan Hall who went to Newman Garetti in St. Joe's, uh, I'm gonna say prep, <laughs> Newman Garetti in St. Joe's uh, University was there. Then Delaware guard uh, Kevin Anderson was there. Alabama guard Keon Ellis, Beller wing Kendall Brown, 
and UNLV shooting guard Bryce Hamilton was there. Now, when we look at it, you know, uh, Handy is the uh, um, Hardy that's, that's is Hardy right there. Yeah, yeah, Hardy is a huge name. He's a guy that you know basically was before the G League season was projected to be a top ten pick in this draft. His he was played a little erratically, and um, he he his stock dropped a little bit. But for the most part, you know, a lot of these guys, I mean, you have Jordan Hall who could basically go in the second round. Um, you have the guy, you know, Brown could probably go in, in, in the second round. But for, for, mo- for outside of that, these guys are, are really dudes who, you know, undrafted free, uh, free agents be on the G League, I mean, the summer league team. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, something I'm, I'm going to bring up is when you – the 76ers didn't know that they were going to have their pick until the first, right, of June. So it's one of those things where a lot of teams aren't trying to work out for a team that doesn't have a pick at all. And then secondly, you know, when you are the 30th, when you the 23rd pick, you know, sometimes teams want to work out for teams higher than you. You know what I mean? They're like, well, I just slide to them if I don't get drafted by them, right? And then, then like, the third thing is – a lot of people don't even know if the Sixers are going to have a draft pick. So it's one of those things where, you know, it's like, A, they didn't start until late. B, am I going to go there and work out? And they might not have a draft pick because I don't want to overexpose myself. I just want to work out for teams who basically who have a chance of, of getting to me. So there's a lot of things that went into that. Well, no, listen, that makes a lot of sense, man. Uh, if you don't know, right, you feel like you can go a little bit higher. I, I get that. But uh, here we are, you know, 21 days away. And now we are getting set two days now from the draft on Thursday in Barclays. Hard, uh, uh, he he can score. That kid can score. And, and that's just the one thing that you know about him. Has to find in his game. That's why he went from high school to the G League to, to learn the pro life and, and get things going there. But he can definitely score. Uh, kind of reminds me of like the Malcolm, um, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Cam Tom, sorry, from mm-hmm. Brooklyn, coming from LSU a season ago. A guy who can just fill it up, and and but he has to again has to really evolve his game to come on to this big level, this big stage, and see if he could fit in. So hopefully the local guys they have an opportunity to hear their name call. Still waiting to hear. Haven't heard much about Colin Gillespie. Don't know what's going on there, but obviously would like to see him land. In the NBA as well, very talented player, winner. Hopefully, it all, it all works out. So we'll keep it going. We have one more day where we talk about things. Well, two more days before the draft, and we will certainly do so. Keith, thanks so much as always, man. We got to thank everybody for listening to the Locked On Seventy Sixes for your first listen. Now, uh, every day, now make sure you check in your second listen, Locked On NBA. We're locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Where can they get us, Keith? Where can they find us? Hey, like my man said, wherever you get your podcast, you can subscribe to Locked On 76ers. Secondly, if you want to get this YouTube channel, right, Locked On 76ers YouTube, what you do is you go to YouTube, you click on Locked On 76ers, and you subscribe to us by clicking on the Liberty Bell. But also, you know, you can listen to D. You can see D on the ra- I mean, on the radio. Listen to him on the radio every weekdays from six to ten, right on ninety-seven five. 
You can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer and Inquirer.com. But make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can follow my man D at DivineG975. And you can follow me at Pompey on Sixers. So if you follow me now on Twitter or you go and you say, why the heck does he have Mikhail Bridges' jersey number or his name on the back as his header? If you didn't know, now you know why. <laughs> now you know why. <laughs> exactly. Um, hey, man, listen, I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. And you'll be getting ready to go up to Brooklyn here in the next coming day. So it'd be yeah. fun to hear. Uh, you know, see, you know, get the sights and sounds from you while you head up to Brooklyn, man. Everything, be cool. Have a great rest of your day, Keith. And everybody, thank you. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. And the same here, y'all. But make sure y'all listen to my man tonight on 97.5 from 6 to 10. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right. Peace. And thanks for listening, y'all.